Hey there. Uh, there's something that has been weighing on my mind lately, and so I just wanted to talk to you all about it for a minute. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So you may or may not know that my husband, a couple of months ago, um, left his job. He actually, he was laid off and it was really sudden and unexpected. Um, We were okay with the situation because we were actually hoping for him to be able to quit at some point later this year. So um, kind of mentally we were prepared and financially we were prepared enough. (laughs) Um, It's just that our timeline for him leaving his job was compressed a bit. Um, So it was a surprise, but it was actually kind of a relief in a way, like a welcome surprise. So we are a couple of months into navigating this transition Um, And so when he came home, I was able to, for the first time ever, really, um, go full-time in my business. So up until now, I have basically been doing this freelance writing thing very, very part-time. Maybe, I think in the very beginning when I just had one child, (laughs) I was trying to get in about 20 hours a week or so. Um, And then as I remarried and had more kids... Um, my working hours really shrank to the point that I was working probably maybe 15 hours a week or so, um, with some three and four month maternity breaks and stuff (laughs) built in. So I've never really been a freelancer full time until now. And it's been kind of a surprising adjustment, but, um, I will say that one of the biggest adjustments that I've had, and it's kind of exciting, has been in my, like in my mindset and about my attitude, about my approach to what I'm doing. Um, And the main thing that has happened is that my horizons have expanded wildly and broadly. And suddenly, I've always known in the back of my head that um, people like me have been able to build their businesses and turn turn them into something that not only replaces their full-time income, but also replaces the income of their spouse. So they were able to, like I know a lot of moms who were able to retire their husbands and that kind of thing. And maybe the spouse works in their business or maybe not. Um, and so we, I had kind of always thought, okay, let me back up. When I first started freelancing, um, my goal was to make it possible to have work that went with me anywhere because I thought I would be kind of a trailing spouse for a while. Um, I was married to someone who kind of, he talked about um, wanting to go into like inner city ministry and stuff like that. And so, you know, that doesn't pay a whole lot of money and I wanted to be able to stay home with my kids. So I thought freelancing would be a way to facilitate not only um, my then husband's career goals, but also facilitate my own goals to be able to stay at home with kids. Um, Even when I didn't have, you know, a husband's salary that would provide for both, for all of us. So that was the original vision. And then um, when I really got serious about freelancing is when that marriage (laughs) imploded um, and I was eight months pregnant and I had no job at the time 
and I had been planning to be the stay-at-home mom and I, I didn't want to give that up. I still wanted to be able to stay home with my baby and I really thought that freelancing would be the way to make it happen. So um, it wasn't easy but I, I had that really solid goal that I was committed to um, but my ambitions were not very high. <laughs> my main goal was to be able to keep the lights on. <laughs> to um, And eventually my main goal became no longer qualifying for government assistance. <laughs> you know, I never set out to be one of those six-figure freelancers that you see so often or the freelancers who have the five-figure months all the time. You know, I thought that was great, but I thought it would require too much of me and I wanted to just be the mom. And working was a means to an end. Um, but eventually I remarried and my husband, my new husband, my now husband, um, he had a job that provided very well for us and I didn't have to work. Um, and so I was faced with this prospect of, you know, packing it in and not really quitting, but um, not working anymore. And I found that it was really, really hard to let go of my work, which surprised me. It really surprised me because I had always said and had always felt that work was just a means to an end for me and that I wanted my primary role to be the mom and um, trying to work part-time and also be the mom to three young kids was really, really, uh, it stretched me probably harder than I could was able to stretch. <laughs> it was pretty uncomfortable. And so I always thought, you know, as soon as I can, I'm going to quit. But by the time I got to the point in my life when I could have quit if I wanted to, I had realized the potential. Um, I knew that if I could just find the right formula and get get it all together and figure it out, that this writing thing that I was doing would be that it could be big enough that my husband could quit his job and come home. Um, and that became something that I really, really wanted. And so I didn't want to walk away from the work. I wanted to keep my feet in it. Um, even if I wasn't entirely devoted to it, um, I wanted to keep going because I wanted to keep that door wide open. Um, we married, uh, we were in our 30s when we got married. And so a lot of our peers have been married for, you know, they've got like 10 years on us. And we were in our mid-30s when we had our two little kids. And we really, really love the idea of being able to be home together all the time, even if we're working hard. You know, we work hard, play hard. And I think part of it just comes from this desire to make up for lost time, if that makes sense. So I didn't, I didn't want to let go of that. And so I kept going. And at some point, in the past year, um, something switched in me. And last year, so 2018, I went to Funnel Hacking Live in Orlando. And Funnel Hacking Live is a big digital marketing conference put on by Russell Brunson, who is the founder of a, a page builder software called ClickFunnels. And um, what Russell Brunson does is teach people how to make money on the internet. And I shouldn't say make money. I heard someone, I think it was Caitlin Pyle. I once heard her say, it's not that you are making money because you are working. What you're doing is legitimate and it requires effort and integrity and you have to show up and do it. You aren't just snapping your fingers and making money. You are earning 
money. You are earning everything that you bring in. So I, I really like that. So Russell Brunson teaches us how to earn money <laughs> on the internet. And I don't know. I, I was surrounded by all these people who understood the concepts of digital marketing. They were taking their skills and turning them into info products that um, were selling really well. And the reason that they were selling well is that they met very real needs. And I kept thinking, you know what? I know something that a lot of women in my position would really like to know. And a lot of these women are way more equipped than they realize to be able to to do this. So I, how many moms are out there looking for work that they can do from home that isn't an MLM and it isn't working in a call center and doesn't take up too much of their time so they're able to still focus on their families but that is able to that, that they're still able to bring in some real money without, you know, wanting to just hurl their computers at the wall. Freelance writing is that thing for a lot of people. Now it's it's certainly not for everyone, but it is for more people than I think people realize. And so there's a part of me that knows I have this skill and I want to give it to other women and and men too who who want to learn how to work from home, use their brains and unapologetically earn money doing legitimate work on the internet that they can feel good about and that lets them have the time and the bandwidth to do um, to focus on what their true priorities are. So letting go of this vision was something that was really, really hard for me to do. So I kept at it and I, I started learning. Um, I buckled down. I really invested a lot, what was a lot of money for me at the time in training And I mean, it's still a lot of money, (laughs) Um, a lot of money. And um, so I proceeded and all that time. So this is, we're talking about calendar year 2018. And I kept saying to James, "I I think I can figure this out. I think it might be possible for you to quit your job someday. And the amazing thing about my husband is that he believed me. He really believed me. And so he had a particularly rough time at work late last fall. And um, he's working at a startup and they were in one of the crazy cycles. And and he came to me and said, okay, well, if you really think this can work, I want you to do it. I'd love to be able to quit my job. I want to have more time with you and the kids. I want to have more bandwidth. I don't want to feel like a crazy person anymore. Um, and so ever since then, it's been pedal to the metal for me. Like I said, that was last September. It may have been the end of September, um, early October. And um, so I said, if there's one person who can show me the way, it's Julie Stoyan. And so I enrolled in, well, I applied. I kind of had to talk my way in <laughs> because I didn't, um, uh, I, I applied for the digital insiders. And there's an income requirement. Um, and I had to, basically, I had a, a lot of conversations with the gatekeeper um, to say, no, I'm really committed. No, I'm really capable. Yes, we're, we are prepared to, um, put money toward this, even though I didn't like, I didn't meet the income thresholds, but my family combined did. Um, so they gave me a shot and, um, I'm figuring out as I go. And then James found out he was getting laid off. Maybe three months later, he found out he was getting laid off two months later. It was two months later. And then they gave him an extra, um, they kept him on for about a month before letting him know, which is interesting (laughs) for him. That would have been hard for me. 
Um, but we made it. And so now here we are. And so I'm figuring out how to work full time. And um, I've gone to more work events. I'm spending a lot of time interacting with people who um, are kind of doing what I'm doing. They have a special skill set and they know that there are lots and lots of other people out there who want to develop these skills. And so they are finding the best ways to, you know, do things like they're figuring out the best kinds of courses and the best way to frame them. You know, do I make it a series of webinars? Do I make it a course? Should it have audio? Should it have video? Should it be a live challenge? Should it be a coaching program? You know, all this, should it, should I write a book? All this stuff. And I'm hanging out with these top performers and I'm hanging out with Julie, who is just incredible. And, um, so over over all these all these months, I'm finding myself picturing a much bigger future than I had ever imagined before. Even before I started this podcast, I started this podcast just because I sort of wanted to be able to run my mouth a little bit, and and um, find another way to interact uh, with the you know people who are interested in freelance writing. And um, I don't know. Now I see this as really building something and I have really big visions. And so that's all the context. (laughs) Um, What happened this weekend is I was hanging out with my family and we were on a, one of my family members has a boat and we live near a lake. So we were all, there was how many of us? There are uh, four and five and two, however many that adds up, 11. There were 11 of us hanging out on this boat and my brother was driving the boat and he was like, do you want to drive? So I got behind the wheel because apparently you can drive a motorboat with a steering wheel. Um, and he was showing me the throttle and the whatever. And, um, and I was like, oh, can I play a song? Because we had, you know, the, the somebody's phone was playing music over the Bluetooth. And I was like, can I pick one? And I picked this song that I have been listening to for a while now. It's kind of become my anthem. I think we talked about anthems before about um, every now and then I will hear a song and it will sort of hit me between the eyes like, yes, this is a message I need to hear right now. And maybe you've had songs like that too. Maybe it's about, you know, how to love your family well or being a mom or it's about, you know, ambition or um, relaxing or whatever it is. If you've ever had an anthem, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's the song. It is the mindset song that you go to when you're trying to channel a specific energy or something something like that um so this song and you you might laugh but it's 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 a song by panic at the disco (laughs) and i just want to preface this by saying i have never been a fan of panic at the disco i have actually spent probably an inordinate amount of time over the past 15 years making fun of people who like panic at the disco simply because i i guess i'm just a snob bag um and it was just never my kind of music. I'm more like folksy, kind of laid back, like whatever. So this sort of, you know, anything with the word disco in it is probably not going to appeal to me. <laughs> and, you know, they got back, they got started back in the day when emo was the big thing. And I just was not into emo at all. Anyway, so I played this Panic at the Disco song. It's called High Hopes. And maybe you're familiar with it. I would play it for you on this episode if I could. But I think that that is copyright infringement. And I don't want to open that door. So go look it up on YouTube. It's a good one. And it's clean. Um, 
and it's about ambition. It's it's called High Hopes. And he's basically saying, I always thought I was made for something more. And even when I had nothing, I had these big dreams and I went for it. And nobody understood what it was, but um, I'm going for it anyway. I'm not giving up. That's sort of the message of the song. And, and it, there's sort of this understanding that like, like I'm going to get there. I will attain this. And so I've really been in this mode, this sort of growth mode, this achievement mode, this strategy building, visioning mode. It's And it's been awesome and it's been exhausting. And it has been really, really cool because I finally had some breakthroughs around how to help my people really, really well. And so I put out some new offers and people are responding to it. There are folks who have been on my email list and taking, there are folks who took my very first course back in like 2015 who still are not working as a freelance writer. Um, and one of them in particular sent me an email the other day and thanked me for this latest thing I put out because she's finally moving. She's finally doing it. So I'm just like thrilled and I'm like riding this high and I'm like, holy cow, if I can get this to work, if I can set up some kind of messaging system to get this in as many hands as possible, I could change the world, I could change lives. And on a personal level, I can change my family. This could be the thing that replaces my husband's paycheck. This could be the thing that I can build a solid, not just a business, but like an asset on this is this, this could be the starting point. I have nowhere to go but up right now. And this could become, a, this could be like a six-figure business. This could be the the foundation of a seven-figure business. If I play my cards right, if I continue to serve well, and if I'm able to meet as many of these needs as I possibly can. So it's like my head is exploding, right, with the possibilities. And I'm living in this. And then there's this song with the trumpets and the, the high notes and, the you know, all this stuff. And it's like really super energizing. So I play this song because, like, I'm just feeling it every moment of the day. And my family laughed at me. They were laughing at me. And I, th- I think what they were responding to was kind of the shock, the surprise that Ashley, of all people, was playing a Panic at the Disco song. Because, like I said, I've spent the past 15 years ridiculing them. Not like aggressively or anything, but, it, you know, just kind of like, oh, Panic at the Disco, here we go, you know, and like quoting all their ridiculous songs and stuff, because a lot, I mean, a lot of it is ridiculous, or at least it used to be, you know, 15 years ago when it was emo land, but they laughed at me, and I I didn't really know how to respond to that, and I was like, why are they laughing, you know, because on the one, number one, I'm like, number one, this is a really good song, it's inarguably a good song, number two, you people listen to this and this and this, so don't give me any crap about, you know, don't give me a hard time about my taste in music, (laughs) you know, um, And I just kind of let it roll off my back because ultimately I didn't really care what they thought. And we didn't have to listen to the song if they didn't want to, you know, if they're going to be party poopers, that's fine. But I was the one driving the boat. So basically I just, you know, threw it up as fast as, pushed the throttle as far, as fast as I was willing to go, which was actually not that fast because I'm a little bit of a chicken um, and just kind of drowned them out. Um, But it's been a whole day now and I realized that it kind of stuck with me. Like they, they laughed at me and it's not that they were mocking me. It's that they just were completely blown away in surprise. Um, they had no idea how relevant this song was for me. And I realized that I have no one in my real life who I can talk to you about this stuff, that no one, no one knows what's going on with me, that I'm different now. 
I'm different now and and no one in my you know like in my immediate physical vicinity of life knows this they you know they have no reason to recognize it it's not like I go around talking about how um you know I want to speak at funnel hacking live and get my two comma club award in the next five years you know nobody talks like that and all my business friends sure because we're all in that universe but my my family and my my friends here in town they have no idea and I felt really really alone in a way and so all of that to say (laughs) If you feel like you are really alone in what you're trying to do, I just want you to know that you are not. Um, And I want to encourage you that I know what it's like to wonder if this is going to work and to hope that this is going to work and to pray really hard that this is going to be the thing that works, you know, that this is going to be the thing that allows you to buy the good shoes for the kids And this is going to be the thing that allows you maybe to pay for the private school. And this is going to be the thing that, that opens up doors that, that you can only imagine right now. And if there's no one in your life who understands that, and if you have to get on Facebook to find anyone who even has any remote conception of what you are trying to do here. Um, I just want you to know that I'm right there with you. (laughs) So if that's you, I encourage you to reach out. Please let me know. I'd love to hear from you and offer you some encouragement. Um, And I think the number one thing that you can do, and this is something that I'm going to do too, um, is, is tell them. Tell the people who don't understand what's going on. Tell them that you really think that this could be something. Um, and see if they are supportive. And if they're not supportive, or if you already know that they're not supportive, then, you know, that's the end. No more talking about it. But I wonder what will happen when I say to my family, you know, you guys laughed at me when I played that song, but it's actually reflective of reality. And these are my goals. And this is where I'm going. And I'm not going to give up until I get there. You know, I don't, I wonder what's, I wonder what that will, um, be like to be on the receiving end of that because it's so different than how I used to be. Um, So all of, you know, all of this to say, I just want to encourage you, even if you feel alone and maybe in some ways you are alone in this, you're not entirely alone. And even if no one who, you know, you bump into at the grocery store or go hang out on the lake with, even if they don't understand, um, there are people who understand And there are a lot of people who want to root you on and cheer for you. And I'm one of those people. So again, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. Um, I've been getting emails from people who are listening to the show and I really love that. So if you've ever thought, oh, I should email her. And then you thought, no, she probably gets too much email. I'm not going to waste her time. Please email me. (laughs) I do read every email. Sometimes it takes me a while to respond, but I do read everything. And um, I will get back to you. I promise. Maybe not immediately, um, but I will get back to you. And I just want you to know that I am rooting for you. And you're not alone. And keep going because you never, ever know where you're going to end up. I have no idea where I'm going to end up. Am I going to make a million dollars? I don't know. Maybe. Eventually. I'm sure I will at some point cumulatively. Yes. But I'm nowhere near that right now, and I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there, and I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. 
But I know that things are different now. And I'm different now. And I'm okay with being different. And if you're different too, I'm okay with you. Even if no one else is. So, hit me up. (laughs) Ashley at AshleyGainer.com. You can find my website, AshleyGainer.com. There's like a contact form there that you can use if you want. Or you can find me on Facebook. And I have a group on Facebook. It's called the Inkwell Guild. It's free to join. And I hang out in there. So I invite you to join that too. And that's all I've got for you today. Stay the course. We're in this together.